Praise God, praise God, praise God. Good morning, everyone. Morning, everyone. Welcome to the Inspired by the World Times of Devotion. And we're going to be speaking in other tongues right now for the next 15 minutes. Hallelujah. I'm going to be reading the scripture to us. Timothy. First Timothy 2 from verse 1 to 4 and it says, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Hallelujah. Now, picking it from um, the recognizing our prayers that pastor gave us, he says, we declare that this is the day of salvation and grace. And so we break the hold of the devil over men's lives with which he has blinded their hearts. He says, we declare that they are turned from the power of Satan unto God. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and pray in other tongues. Today is the day of salvation and grace. Kindly unmute yourself and join us. We pray. Praying intensely for men, women, children all over the world. We break the hold of the devil over men's life. Ya <laughs> 
Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Lord, you are good. You are kind, your mercies and just forever. Liga sonda kapare dege sutaka vashe tekebaya. You are the God of awesome wonders. Your desire is that all men be saved. Hallelujah. Liga songra dagash deskebele brondo kobaroroski. Yes, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Today, pararabashata kabaya rabashata kabaya. We take off the men, O God. We declare that the men are freed, O God, from the bondage of Satan, O God. Yes, Hallelujah. And they are converted unto God. Yes, The scales are falling off of your eyes. In the name of the Lord Jesus. They are let loose from the bondage of God of Satan. They are let loose from the bondage of Satan. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, hallelujah. They are free from the deception of darkness. Lika sondo koboros kerebrondo kararabashata. Lika saka debashe kerebahaya. Lika bande tesdepele brondo koboroboska. Your eyes are open to see the light. Hallelujah. Lika sande kereboshika baradaskelebaha. Yes, hallelujah. And they seek God. They seek God. Hallelujah. They are converted unto God. They are converted unto Christ. Liba shanda kawalarabaya. Yes, for you put a yearning in man that only Christ. Can satisfy that only God can satisfy. Let Kaba Soto Cobrondo Coboyo, Liba Sonda Cavayara Bashata Cavaya, Liba Kande Kikabale Kerebosoto. This yearning is no longer numb. This yearning of God is no longer numb. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Likaba Sata Cavaya, Yakabe Gerebosoto Cavaya, Yakaba Sata Cavaya. Their hunger and desire for God is heightened by the power of the Holy Ghost. Likaba Sonda Kikabayara Bashata. Yes, Hallelujah. And as we go out. 
how to preach the gospel. As the messages comes on TV, they receive Christ as they watch the your love programs, the healing school programs, the rhapsody programs. Yes, hallelujah. They receive Christ, hallelujah. As they turn on the radio, as they read the bulletin, the books, salvation has come for them. Yes, hallelujah. As they come in contact with the rhapsody, yes, hallelujah. They receive salvation. Oh, Lord, we bless your holy name, oh God. Thank you, precious Father. Yes, hallelujah. As they come in contact with Christians, oh God, your true believers, hallelujah. They ask them, they seek Christ from them, oh God. As they come in contact with the ministry materials, with the different platforms, hallelujah. Their hearts yearn for salvation and they receive it. By the power of the Holy Ghost, Lord, we bless your holy name, oh God. We worship you, oh God. Thank you, hallelujah, for the huge harvest of souls that we're going to have. Most especially in this week, Lord, we bless you, oh God. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be God. Hallelujah. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Depending on where you're connecting from at this time. Welcome to the Inspired by the World Times of Devotional. And this is another time to, to contact God. Oh, my heart in that is a good matter about today. And I hope you are ready. Praise God. Thank you very much. Over to the esteemed Amarak. Thank you so much for the opportunity to always lead these times of prayer. They're always refreshing for me. Thank you so much, ma. Hallelujah for the Lord God, omnipotent reigned. Hallelujah, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Hallelujah for the Lord God, omnipotent reigned. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Our God reigns in all the earth. He's omnipotent, he's all-powerful. He's the only God that there is. All other God, all other gods, they are fake. And our God reigns in the affairs of men in the kingdoms of men. He reigns in every continent, in every country, in every city, in every town. The glory of the Lord fills the earth as the waters cover the sea. The Bible says, daily he added to the church such that should be saved. When the day came that a soul should be added to the church, Saul came to Christ. And in these last days, we will see many souls become Pauls. We will see presidents of nations become Pauls. We will see CEOs of institutions become Pauls. Presidents of organizations, multinational corporations become Pauls. 
the same way that they persecuted the church, they would preach this gospel, they would be at the forefront of this gospel. The earth belongs to our God, and to him shall it be forever. Today's Rhapsody, February 7th, 2021. You carry the glory in you. When the Lord shall build up Zion, he shall appear in his glory. This shall be written for the generation to come. Psalm 102, 16 and verse 18. You carry the glory of God in you. You carry the glory in you. The only thing the Christian is yet to receive that should happen in the earth is the redemption the transformation or glorification of his physical body, meaning that we're going to put on a new body, but that body is going to come from heaven. And the Bible tells us exactly when that's going to happen. It says, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption. 1 Corinthians 15, 52 to 53. However, currently, we carry in our earthly vessels the glory of Christ. Paul calls it a treasure. He says, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 7. The light of God is in you. The light of God is in you. This is that same light wherein God said, and let there be light, and there was light. You know, when God spoke at the beginning of the creation, he spoke the word. It was the spoken word. Then Christ came as the living word because he created the earth. He was that spoken word that went forth as the creation, the creative power, the creative being that made the whole world and all that resides in it. In, in, in John 1 verse 14, he now says that, and the word became flesh. That word that God spoke in the beginning became flesh and you see it dwelt amongst us the word went from dwelling amongst us to dwelling in us so he says the light of god is in you in your spirit you bear the perfections of christ hallelujah the bible says for god who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 6. You are the living tabernacle of God. You know, when we're studying in Exodus, right, which we are still studying, we saw how that God was telling Moses about this tabernacle that should be built. 
and God was giving him specifications for all the different aspects of the tabernacle. And while were they building the tabernacle, God said he wanted to dwell with men. He wanted to come and dwell with these people. So he said, build me a tabernacle that I may dwell in it. And indeed, according to his word, when that tabernacle was built, built God came to dwell in it. And then Christ came. And then God ceased to dwell in tabernacles that were made with human hands. God made us his tabernacle. It is such a beautiful thing for a man to receive Christ. The prayer of salvation is such a simple prayer, but what happens by that prayer is something supernatural, that God comes to dwell in a man, that a man becomes the living tabernacle of God the physical building of the living God. This is the confidence that we have, that we are indestructible because we carry the God of this life, the God of this world. We carry him, the God who made heaven and earth, the, the God who is God. All other gods are the works of men. We carry him on our inside. This is the assurance that we have that we cannot die. This is the assurance that we have that we cannot be sick. This is the confidence that we have that we are gods and all of us sons and daughters of the most high God. You are truly the living tabernacle of God. Christ is alive in you. Why is this so important? It's because the church has transcended the babyhood stage. We've come of age. The church has transcended the babyhood stage. We've come of age. We read in our theme verse that when the Lord shall build up Zion, he shall appear in his glory. And this shall be written for the last generation. We are the last generation. The generation called to manifest his glory in the earth. This is what the earth has been waiting for. Romans 8, 19 says, for the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. We are in office. We've taken our place of dominion, impacting our world with the glory of God. Praise God. You know, um, a lot is happening in the world today. Um, some of you may have seen the post on the group um, about the UN declaring itself as the enemy of the church. I don't know what comes to your mind when you see such a thing. I don't know if you're concerned. I don't know if you're scared. I don't know if you're considering if you should stay being the church. You know, many people read it in different ways and it produces different reaction from different people. When you are a, when you are an adult and you probably go to visit a family friend or let's even say that you have a little son or a daughter. And you know this, you know, fathers and sons, they play this um, boxing games and all of this. And then this, your son that is about less than two year old, you know, he comes, he's boxing, 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 boxing you and all of that. Often you are just laughing. Often you are just laughing. Why are you laughing? Because he does not have the ability to make an impact in you. 
The boxing doesn't count. It's all play. It's all a joke. This is how we should laugh when there is a threat on the church. Because there is, see, we have all been reading from Genesis, right? And we read Exodus. We saw how God fought for the children of Israel. We saw how that the same sea that parted for the children of Israel to pass through was the same sea that swallowed up the Egyptians. Do you think that that God is sleeping? More than ever before, this is that time when we will see the physical manifestation of the sons of God. We will see heaven fight for us. Any institution in this world that decides to fight the church, I'm not talking about the deep church, I'm talking about the true church. Any institution in this world that decides to fight her would know that there is a God by whom that church was founded. Paul, um, Jesus said to Peter, he said, on this rock, I will build my church. He said, and the gates of hell. He did not even say the, 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 the men, men of this world. He went far as where their father is, where their father dwells, where Satan dwells in hell. He said, the gates of hell. And when he was saying gates, he was not talking about physical gates. He was telling you that that thing that makes hell, hell. That firm foundation of hell, say it will not prevail. And we are of that church. The earlier, earlier you come to the realization that you are not a normal human being, that you are not ordinary. The better. I remember telling somebody that we have come to that season when if per adventure, there's probably an earthquake in a place. If per adventure, there was a fire explosion in a place, as we've seen in recent time. If per adventure, there was a flood or a tsunami in a place, then somehow you will see some guys walking out. You will see some guys walking on the water, though there was a flood. You will see some guys walking out of the fire, though there was an explosion. Because we have come to the earnest manifestations of the sons of God, where these men don't, these people don't die like mere men. This is that time we have come to. The funny thing is, I, I think I said this towards the end of last year. No, it was like November. And sometime in December, my immediate elder brother had this accident where maybe I'll have him come share the testimony by himself. But exactly what I said was what played out. We're not ordinary people. A car hits you and it's the car that gets damaged, not you that the car hits. You are not a normal human being. You are not ordinary. We are not of that ordinary class. Can a car hit God? Can God be involved in a plane crash? Can God drown in a flood? Can God be burnt in a fire? Brothers and sisters, wake up to who you are. We are in office. We are in office. We've taken our place of dominion, impacting our world with the glory of God. I remember one of our pastors said something. He said that the unbelievers don't take you serious. 
because there is no demonstration of signs and wonders. They don't see the supernatural in your life. Because they know that this, the, 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 when you were, the man that is not ordinary would demonstrate the supernatural. And that is a challenge to you. If your life is ordinary, if your everyday is ordinary, if there's nothing supernatural to your life, which God do you believe in? Which God do you carry on the inside of you? Because you can carry God and be sleeping. Call the sleeping giant. How can a giant be sleeping? The UN will take us seriously when they begin to see the supernatural. And it starts with you and me. Because we are the church. Praise God. So today, be conscious that you are the glory of God. That's who you are and impact your world with it. Thank you so much. I'll hand over to Sister Joy for the further study and the confession. God bless you. Good morning, Ma. Thank you so much, Ma, for the inspiring session. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Um, right now, I'm going to be taking the further study. Reading from John 17, 22. And the glory which thou givest me, I have given them that they may be one, they may be one, even as we are one. Second Corinthians 3.18, but we all with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. Isaiah 61-2, arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Praise the Lord. Right now, we're going to be taking the confession. You don't have to unmute your mic. You could just take it along with me. The confession is on the screen. Praise God. As I meditate on the word, I'm continually transfigured. And not only do I walk in the glory of God, I am the glory of God. With this glory, I impact my world today, changing hopeless situations and shining ever so brightly in a dark world. I can never be defeated, hallelujah. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for the opportunity. Right now, I'd like to hand over to Brother Dozier as he takes us through the New Testament reading from the One Year Bible Plan. Thank you so much, ma'am. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Depends on where you're connecting from. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. All right, um, so I hope you can see my screen. We've been reading the New Testament, and it's been a very glorious read going through from Matthew chapter 1. Now we are at Matthew chapter 26. And we're reading the message translation, and it's been so interesting. It's been so pictorial. So I'd like you to open the eyes of your understanding and receive as we read through from Matthew 26. Anointed for burial. When Jesus finished saying these things, he told his disciples, you know the Passover comes in two days. That's what the Son of Man will be. That's when the Son of Man will be betrayed and handed over for crucifixion. 
at that very moment, the party of high priests and religious leaders were meeting in the chambers of the chief priest named Cephas, conspiring to seize Jesus by stealth and kill him. They agreed that it should not be done during Passover week. We don't want a riot on our hands, they said. When Jesus was at Bethany, a guest of Simon, the leper, a woman came up to him as he was eating dinner and anointed him with a bottle of very Brother, expensive... There's a, sorry, there's a background noise where you are. It's quite noisy, so I'm not sure what it is, but you might want to look into it. Okay. All right. Let me remove the air for me. Is it better now? Yes, it is. All right. I was using the headphone. All right. So um, verse 6 says, When Jesus was at Bethany, a guest of Simon the leper, a woman, came up to him as he was eating dinner and anointed him with a bottle of very expensive perfume. When the disciples saw what was happening, they were very furious. That's criminal. This could have been sold for a lot and the money handed out to the poor. When Jesus realized what was going on, he intervened. Why are you giving this woman a hard time? She has just done something wonderfully significant for me. You have the poor with you every day for the rest of your lives, but not me. When she poured this perfume on my body, what she really did was anoint me for burial. You can, sure, you can be sure that wherever the whole world, wherever in the whole world the message is preached, what she has done is going to be remembered and admired. This is very significant, what we do for the body of Christ. This was when one of the 12, the one named Judas Iscariot, went to the cabal of high priests and said, what will you give me if I hand him over to you? They settled on 30 silver pieces. He began looking for just the right moment to hand him over. Verse 17, the traitor. On the first of the days of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and said, where do you want us to prepare your Passover meal? He said, enter the city, go up to a certain man and say, the teacher says my time is near. I and my disciples plan to celebrate the Passover meal at your house. The disciples followed Jesus' instruction to the letter and prepared the Passover meal. It's very significant when God gives us instruction, no matter how unreasonable they might sound to our logical minds. Just like disciples followed it to the latter, we should do likewise. After sunset, he and the 12 were sitting around the table. During the meal, he said, I have something hard but important to say to you. One of you is going to hand me over to the conspirators. They were stunned and then began to ask one after another, is it me? Is it master? Jesus answered, the one who hands me over is someone I eat with daily. One who passes me food at the table. In one sense, the son of man is entering into a way of treachery, well marked by the scriptures. No surprises here. In another sense, that man who turns him in, turns straighter to the son of man. Better never to have been born than do this. Then Judas, already turned traitor, said, 
it isn't me, is it, Rabbi? Jesus said, don't play games with me, Judas. Verse 26, the bread and the cup. During the meal, Jesus took, the ble took and blessed the bread, broke it, and gave it to his disciples. Take, eat, this is my body. Take the cup, taking the cup and thanking God, he gave it to them. Drink this, all of you, this is my blood. God's new covenant poured out for many people. people the forgiveness interrupted hello can you hear me yes we can. all right for this forgiveness of sins i'll be drinking wine from this hello cop again I'm so sorry, my soul, I'm supposed to take to church. You're just calling me. Let me run through. I'll, I will not be drinking wine from this cup on, again until the new day when I will drink with you in the kingdom of my father. They sang a hymn and went directly to Mount Olives. Praise God. Thank you so much, sister, very esteemed Sister Amara. Thank you so much, Ma, for this opportunity. Hand over to you, Brother John. Okay, thank you very much, Brother Zia. Thank you, Samara, for this opportunity. So we are going to Exodus chapter 22, uh, 32, sorry. And um, okay, this is talking about where the children of um, Israel wanted to make um, gods for themselves. So we read, make gods for us. When the people realized that Moses was taking forever in coming down off the mountain, they rallied around Aaron and said, do something, make gods for us who will lead us. That's Moses, the man who got us out of Egypt. Who knows what's happened to him? You know, I, I, I think that these people are the, are the mixed multitudes that followed the children of Israel out of, the, out of Egypt. Anyway, we continue, verse 2. So Aaron told them, take off the gold rings from the ears of your wives and sons and daughters and bring them to, to me. <clears throat> they all did it. They removed the gold rings from their ears and brought them to Aaron. He took the gold from their hands and cast it in the form of a cow, shaping it with an engraving tool. The people responded with enthusiasm. These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up from Egypt. Aaron, taking in this situation, built an altar before the calf. Aaron then announced, tomorrow is a feast day to God. Early in the next morning, the people got up and offered whole burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. People sat down to eat and drink and then began to party. It turned into a wild party. <coughs> God spoke to Moses, go down, go, get down there. Your people whom you brought up from the land of Egypt fallen to pieces. <laughs> In no time at all, they've turned away from the way I commanded them. You may remember, God said, the people whom you brought 
from the land of Egypt have fallen into pieces. So they made a molten calf and worshipped it. They sacrificed to it and said, These are the gods, O Israel, that brought you up from the land of Egypt. God said to Moses, I look at these people. Oh, what a stubborn, hard-headed people. Let me alone now. Give my anger free reign to burst into flames and incinerate them. But I will make a great nation out of you. <laughs> Moses tried to calm his God down. He said, why, God? Would you lose your temper with your people? Why? You brought them out of Egypt in a tremendous demonstration of power and strength. Why let the Egyptians say he had it in for them? He brought them out so he could kill them in the mountains. Wipe them right off the face of the earth. Stop your anger. Think twice about bringing evil against your people. Think of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants to whom you gave your word, telling them I will give you many children, as many as the stars in the sky, and I will give this land to your children as their land forever. Verse 14, and God did think twice. He decided not to do the evil he had threatened against his people. Moses turned around and came down from the mountain, carrying the two tablets of testimony. The tablets were written on both sides, front and back. God made the tabla, tablets <clears throat> and wrote, and God wrote the tablets, engraved them. When Joshua heard the sound of the people shouting noisily, he said to Moses, that's the sound of war in the camp. But Moses said, those aren't songs of victory, and those aren't songs of defeat. I hear songs of people throwing a party. And that's what it was. When Moses came near to the camp and saw the calf and the people dancing, his anger fled. He threw down the tablets and smashed them to the pieces at the foot of the mountain. He took the calf that they had made, melted it down with fire, pulverized it into powder, then scattered it on the water and made the Israelites drink it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Verse 21, Moses said to Aaron, What on earth did these people ever do to you that you involved them in this huge sin? Aaron said, Master, don't be angry. You know these people and how set on evil they are. They said to me, make us gods who will lead us. This Moses, this the man who brought us out of Egypt. We don't know what's happened to him. So I said, who has gold? And they took off their jewelry and gave it to me. I threw it in the fire and out came with this calf. Came this calf. Verse 25. Moses saw that the people were simply running wild. Aaron had let them run wild, disgracing themselves before their enemies. He took up a position at the entrance to the camp and said, whoever is on God's side, join me. All the Levites stepped up. He then told them, God's orders, the God of Israel, strap on your swords and go to work. Crisscross the camp from one end to the other. Kill brother, friend, neighbor. The, <coughs> the Levites carried out Moses' orders. 3,000 of the people were killed that day. Moses said, you confirmed your ordination today and at great cost, even killing your sons and daughters, and God has blessed you. The next day, Moses addressed the people, you have sinned an enormous sin, but I am going up to God. Maybe I will be able to clear you of your sin. Moses went back to God and said, this is terrible. These people have sinned. It's an enormous sin. 
they made gods of gold for themselves. And now, if you will only forgive their sin, or if not, erase me out of the book you have written. God said to Moses, I will only erase from my book those who sin against me. For right now, you go and lead the people to where I told you. Look, my angel is going ahead of you. On the day, on the day, though, when I settle accounts, their sins will certainly be part of the settlement. God sent a plague on the people because of the calf they and Aaron had made. Praise the Lord. Okay, over to you, Sister Maka. Thank you so much, Brother John. Thank you, Brother Dose, too. Um, you know, um, as we read, I'm just, it's amazing the things that you find in the Bible. I see how Moses brought God to remembrance of his very words. And I, I just want to state that you will prevail in prayer if you will pray the word. Because God himself wrote the word. And often what he's requiring of you is that you bring his word to his remembrance. Moses got God to do otherwise. He negotiated with God and God considered Moses' side of the matter because he prayed the word. You know, and um, as leaders, because many of us here are leaders, are we like Aaron who follow what the people want and not what God wants? Do you tell your people that you lead what they want to hear in a particular situation? Or do you find out what God thinks about that situation and tell the people exactly what God says? I remember when we had the NSAT stuff in Nigeria, it was October last year, and a lot of Christians were part of it. In fact, a lot of Christians championed it, whether through a prayer walk or through a demonstration, whatever it was. I knew a lot, a lot of Christians who did. And, you know, I remember talking to my people. I said, how did Christians become so carnal that they do not know the heartbeat of their father? And I was doing, I was explaining something. I said, many of us have parents. We grew up with our parents. So if you're like maybe 25 years, that means the last 25 years, you've, you've been with your father. You know how your father thinks. If your sister comes and says, daddy said we should do this, you can say, ah, no, 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 no. That's not daddy. No, that's not daddy. If your brother comes and say, ah, sis, see what I did. You can say, ah, daddy is going to do this. Mommy is going to do this. Why are you able to make such statement? Because you understand your father. You have come to know who your father is. You know how he will respond in a particular situation. You know how he thinks about a particular matter. And I asked the question. I said, how do children of God sons and daughters of God who have come to Christ not know part-time what their father thinks about a certain matter. And it is clear because many of them do not even spend time with the word. Like many of us, this one-year Bible study, it's a good thing we're doing it together. But how many of us have been consistent through the years in the study of the scriptures to know what God thinks about different matters. Because when you know the written word, you can know the Rema word at any point in time. It is never far from the written word. It will always align 
with the written word. So I could tell from the start of that answers that no, this is my father is not behind this, not my father. I know how my father thinks. I know how my father reacts in a particular situation. I know. I know, and then I know that my father said for us to pray for all those that are in authority. He did not say we should campaign against them. He did not say we should do a match pass against them. He did not say we should do a prayer walk against them. You know, um, today is not for that discussion, but today's um, 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 Bible reading just made me remember that. And the, the, the summary of the whole matter is, at every point in time, know what your father is saying. Don't just follow the crowd. There's a way that led to destruction, he said, and many there be that walk yet in it. Often, when something is trending on social media, chances are that God is not a part of it. Because the social media of this world, see, brothers and sisters, the guys behind the social media are not going to allow godly things trend. Get used to it. They are not going to allow a godly trend. So if it is trending on social media, no matter how good it looks, check it again. It's only a matter of time. You will see that there was an agenda to it. Exodus 33, God said to Moses, now go, get on your way from here you and the people you brought from the land of Egypt, head for the land which I promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. I will send an angel ahead of you, and I will drive out the Canaanites, Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. It's a land flowing with milk and honey, but I won't be with you in person. You are such a stubborn, hard-headed people, lest I destroy you on the journey. When the people heard this harsh verdict, they were plunged into gloom and wore long faces. No one put on jewelry. God said to Moses, tell the Israelites, you are one hard-headed people. I couldn't stand being with you for even a moment. Moment, I'll destroy you. So take off all your jewelry until I figure out what to do with you. So the Israelites stripped themselves of their jewelry from Mount Horeb. On. Moses used it to take. Please, whose, whose audio is that? So the Israelites stripped themselves of their jewelry from Mount Horeb on. Moses used to take the tent. Moses used to take the tent and set it up outside the camp, some distance away. He called it the tent of meeting. Anyone who sought God would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. It went like this. When Moses would go to the tent, all the people would stand at attention. Each man would take his position at the entrance to his tent with his eyes on Moses until he entered the tent. Whenever Moses entered the tent, the pillar of cloud descended to the entrance of the tent and God spoke with Moses. All the people would see the pillar of cloud at the entrance to the tent, stand at attention, and then bow down in worship, each man at the entrance to his tent. And God spoke with Moses face to face as neighbors speak to one another. When he would return to the camp, his attendant, the young man Joshua, stayed. He didn't leave the tent. Moses said to God, look, you tell me lead these people, but you don't let me know when you are going to send 
whom you are going to send with me. You tell me, I know you well and you are special to me. If I am so special to you, let me in on your plans. That way I will continue being special to you. Don't forget, this is your people, your responsibility. God said, my presence will go with you. I'll see the journey to the end. Can you see God changing his mind? Moses said, if your presence doesn't take the lead here, call this trip off right now. How else will it be known that you are with me in this, with me and your people? Are you traveling with us or not? How else will we know that we are special, I and your people, among all other people on this planet Earth? God said to Moses, all right, just as you say, this also I will do, for I know you well and you are special to me. I know you by name. Moses said, Please, let me see your glory. God said, I'll make my goodness pass right in front of you. I'll call out the name, God, right before you. I'll treat well whomever I want to treat well, and I'll be kind to whomever I want to be kind. God continued, but you may not see my face. No one can see me and leave. God said, look, here is the place right beside me. Put yourself on this rock. When my glory passes by, I put you in the cleft of the rock and cover you with my hand until I've passed by. Then I'll take my hand away. You see my back, but you won't see my face. It's amazing that the same, the same God whose face no one could see, when God came in flesh in Jesus, he said, we beheld his face. We beheld his glory. We saw him face to face. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we'll go to the affirmation, the Pauline affirmation quickly. So over to you, Brother Martins. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay, um, we are taking our affirmation this morning. And um the normal way we will take our affirmation. The affirmation will be on the screen shortly. Okay, it's on the screen now. We'll take, we'll write, um, my name is, you say your name, and then I have the spirit of wisdom. The second paragraph, you say your name, I'm granted according to the riches. The third paragraph, your name, like that. I'll kindly ask you to unmute yourself right now as we take the affirmation at the count of three. One, Two, three. My name is Thank you. 
Thank you so, so much. Hand over to you for the Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Brother Martins. Congratulations, everyone. These words that we say every day, they are our reality. Now we'll take the communion. Please get your communion materials ready. And I'm reading from 1 Corinthians 11, from verse 23. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Thank you, Lord. Yes, as we break this bread, even now, we remember all that you did for us. And we declare that we are the reality. We are the evidence of your death, your burial, your resurrection, your ascension, and your glorification. Indeed, we are the glory of God because you made it so. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. You can break the bread and eat it. Verse 25, after the same manner, also he took the cup when he had stopped saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. These two years after you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, he just showed the Lord's death till he comes. Thank you, Father, for the cup of the new covenant sealed with the blood of Jesus. All that Christ died was buried, resurrected, ascended, and was glorified that we should be, we should be the righteousness of God. We should be, we should dwell in health. We should have peace in this world. Thank you, Father, because our reality aligns with that which you planned. Thank you, Lord, for everyone that is connected today who may have trouble in their body. As they take this cup, there's peace in their body. Anyone who has trouble in the mind, as they take this cup, there's peace in their mind. Anyone who has trouble in their spirit, whatsoever it is, as they take this cup, there's peace in their spirit. There's calm in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, because sickness cannot thrive in anybody in this place. Thank you, Lord, because there's wholeness of spirit, there's perfection of soul and body. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. You can please take the cup. Thank you so much, everyone, for showing up every day and for having this time of devotional. 
doing it together is where the fun is and that's what makes it much more inspiring i'd like to thank all of my co-hosts every one of you brother doze brother martins pastor deborah sister joy brother john thank you for daily impacting us with the investments of your personality we will now share the benediction please unmute and ensure that you are in church today the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the Lord Thank you, my God. Thank you.